Hello, my name is Banning, and I welcome you into this time and space set aside to practicing the way of Jesus. This week in the way of Jesus, we invite you to practice Sabbath. Our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. Our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. This is where my hope lies. This is where my soul sighs. And I will always find my rest in you. Over the last few weeks, our congregation has continued its journey through a sermon series on the Ten Commandments and the story of liberation that surrounds them. This Sunday in worship, we heard about the fourth commandment, found in both Exodus 20, 8-11, and Deuteronomy 5, 12-15. In both of these texts, the command is the same. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest, dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. What differs in these two texts is the why. Why should we observe and remember the Sabbath? In Exodus, the commandment is rooted in the creation story. This God who worked and created in a rhythm of love also rested from that work, rested from that creation and productivity. And because that was God's pattern of creation, well, we should do the same. But in the Deuteronomy text, the gift of Sabbath is rooted in the Israelites' deliverance from slavery in Egypt. For generations, they worked around the clock 24-7, their lives consumed with the task of making bricks. Even in their, quote, off time, they were gathering straw and preparing for brick making the next day. They found themselves enslaved to a system that bred anxiety and scarcity. But no more, says the God whose name is Let My People Go. You have been delivered out of that system. You have been saved from the system that normalized anxiety and scarcity. You have been liberated from the endless work of Pharaoh. Sabbath is the evidence and Sabbath is the pathway out of that system. And to remember the Sabbath is to remember this story. And when we forget, when we don't remember this story, we find ourselves captured by the system of worry, anxiety, and scarcity once again. As we study the Ten Commandments this summer, we will put them into practice the way Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount, recorded in Matthew 5 through 7. Now, while Sabbath keeping isn't directly addressed, Jesus, perhaps knowing that we are a forgetful people, offers us a way an alternative to the system of anxiety and scarcity that persists. So as Jesus speaks to our practices of accumulation, 
which is a trigger for us to remember the system of Pharaoh, a system that predicated itself on worry and fear that there was never enough. As Jesus speaks to that practice of accumulation, we're interrupted with some poetic wisdom. Jesus says, This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Jesus invites us into a new reality. This is a reality that is not built on worry, anxiety, and scarcity. No way. That's Pharaoh's system. We don't play that game anymore. This is a reality built on Sabbath keeping. When we regularly participate in the gift of Sabbath, we actually testify against Pharaoh's system of anxiety and proclaim that we are no longer subject to that system. So our practice this week is to practice Sabbath, to stop the locomotive of work, production, and anxiety and enter into the gifts of rest, play, and worship. Theologian and pastor Walter Brueggemann says this about the practice of Sabbath keeping. There had been no Sabbath in Egypt, no work stoppage, no work stoppage for Pharaoh who worked day and night to stay atop the pyramid. There had been no work stoppage for the slaves because they had to gather straw during their time off. No work stoppage of anybody in the Egyptian system because frantic productivity drove the entire system. 
And now Yahweh nullifies that entire system of anxious production. There are limits to how much and how long slaves must produce bricks. The limit is set by the weekly work pause that breaks the production cycle. And those who participate in it break the anxiety cycle. So how might we enter into this Sabbath reality? Well, let me offer some suggestions. First, choose a 24-hour period that you are dedicating to Sabbath. Regardless of the day that works best for you, I'd suggest going from dinner time to dinner time the following day. And just a quick tip, if you live with other people, whether that's family members or roommates, invite them to practice Sabbath with you. Communal Sabbath is helpful accountability. And on Sabbath, we not only break from our nine to five work responsibilities, but we step away from anything that looks like work. So this might include things like running errands or doing the laundry, mowing the lawn, doing the dishes, cleaning up the house, or, or working on that house project. Now, as our family has leaned into the practice of Sabbath over the last year, we've learned that preparation is required. Our Sabbath time is dinner time on Fridays to dinner time on Saturdays. This means that we spend some time on Thursday night and late Friday afternoon taking care of a few things so that we can fully enjoy the gift of Sabbath. Now, do we always get everything on our list checked off? <laughs> no way. But we've learned that unless it's something like water gushing into our house, Whatever the task is or errand or project, it can wait at least one day. We've also learned that Sabbath is more than just a refraining from certain activities. Sabbath is a time of delight, to delight in the gifts of creation, rest, worship, and play. So as you consider your activities of the day, let those be a filter for you. But if you need something more tangible to get you started, author Dorothy Baths offers these suggestions. Take a walk. Go on a bike ride. Spend time in prayer or worship with your community. Rest. Take a nap. Spend time with loved ones. Read. Have sex with your spouse. Play with your kids. Just waste time being with one another. For us, having attempted to practice Sabbath over the last year, I'd add a few more suggestions. Stay away from your email. Stay away from social media. And if at all possible, just put your phone away altogether. Leave it. And friends, like all practices, it may take time before you find your groove. Don't give up. Keep practicing. And allow the God whose name is Let My People Go to provide for you all you need while you rest. For to paraphrase author Wendell Berry, great work is done while we rest. And in that time of rest, you may even try to get your neighbors to rest alongside you. Brueggemann offers this encouragement. Indeed, sponsor a system of rest that contradicts the system of anxiety of Pharaoh. Because friends, 
you are no longer subject to Pharaoh's anxiety system. During the summer months, we are offering a total of four practice podcasts. So you can be on the lookout for our next podcast in August on Commandment 8, Don't Steal. But as always, you can find a written invitation into weekly practice in our weekly 8th Street Church email or on our social media pages. If you have questions about this or any other practice, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at the address listed below in the show notes. Friends, thank you for joining me. I pray that you will know the fullness of God's rest this week as you live the way of Jesus.